Hello, ladies and gentlemen, witches and Wiccans. I'm only kidding. There aren't really any Wiccans listening. They didn't stomach us for more than about two minutes, would they? All that Wiccan fashion. <laughs> right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the No Holes Barred Witchcraft podcast. Today, we are talking about a subject that comes up every now and then. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, um, that's fair. Always an emergency. Always a someone pulling on your um, pulling on your trouser leg, saying, "Can I just have a word with you, please, in private?" When it, they rock up to you in an event or something after you've just done a class, and they say, "Can I just have a word with you a minute?" Now, uh, Chris, do you think it's a good idea? To get tattoos and stuff that you don't really understand the meanings of. Certainly not. Or, or is it is it just me that thinks that's really stupid? <laughs> well, I worry about tattoos in general, but at the same time, because uh, <laughs> tattooing something onto your skin is an open doorway, as far as I'm concerned. But um, do you not like a tattooed man? I do like a tattooed man, but he's an access point. <laughs> So he's just a tool. Well, okay. and the tattoos are just a tool. Definitely, but no. The um, to answer your question, um, I think that's the worrying thing, isn't it? More people buy uh, tattoos that they don't actually understand because they look cool, like the whole chicken soup situation. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm gonna stop you there because uh, I've seen some of the ones that our past clients have shown us, and believe you me, they don't look cool. <laughs> <laughs> they look chintzy. Yeah, but some people like cool. Like. People think that's cool, though. That's the problem. What chintzy runes that aren't even real? They're just an amalgamation of a bunch of a random runes all shoved together. It's the staves. The staves I always worry about. Yeah, because they they can be very difficult to to go uh, to decode. The real ones can be difficult to decode, and can be unreliable. Like a French car, you don't quite know if it's ever really going to work <laughs> or not. What what electrics aren't working this week? Is it going to start? Is it not going to start? Do the wind wipers <laughs> just go on themselves? You know, it does seem like a, a lot of stave magic does seem to be a little hit and miss but when you've got stave magic which ain't really stave magic it's just some artists banging a load of stuff together and making it kind of look like a stave and then sticking it on someone's arm because it's always the arm normally well yeah they've um, got to be seen when you've got a pint in your hand haven't they yeah definitely definitely when you're down uh, at the down at the pub with your mates right so are we uh, are we both in agreement that it's not a very good idea to have stuff slapped on you that you don't really understand? I think I think if you're a practitioner, you've got to be careful whatever you whatever you put on your skin, to a certain extent, um, because obviously if you've not programmed what is being tattooed onto your skin, um, then you, because obviously it's the it's the process more than anything, of how tattoos are done. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, that is drilling directly into your skin, um, blood involvement, etc., etc. There is lots of possibilities for things to a slip in 
at that point. So it's more a case of if you've not pract you know, planned that part or given a purpose to symbology that you have put on your skin um, and you practice, I think that's the bit that's more concerning. Obviously, for the, the mundane, that's fine, because that's just a playground for you to play with, isn't it? Well, pretty much all of the people that we find that get into trouble are normally mundanes, I think. Mm. They don't think that magic's really a thing, but they have this thing slapped on them, and then suddenly loads of bad stuff happens, and they get a kind of creepy vibe from it, they look it up, and then they say... Does this actually mean luck or does this actually mean something else? And is it up the right way? <laughs> <laughs> I had that one guy at, um, oh, what was it? It was, was it one of the psychic fairs? I think it was. I was, I, I think that was after I did the tarot class. And he kind yeah, of lingered. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, he's lingering. He wants to ask a question that's personal. And he said, uh, mate, um, I've got this tattoo and, uh, yeah, basically, my life's gone to shit ever since I put it on. Yeah. I'm trying to work out what it means, but I'm not entirely sure. And I looked at it, it was a stave. And I said, for a start, which way up's that supposed to go? Is it supposed to be pointing to you or is it supposed to be pointing away from you? He's like, well, it's all to do with love. And I said, yeah, but is that love a pointing away from you? And by any chance, do you have no love? Do you feel no love? Are you basically a sociopath? Oh, yeah, actually, that's what happened. That's the scale of my problems. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, right, okay. So the, uh, the waters are flowing in the opposite direction. Instead of flowing in, it's a flowing out. Can you see the error there? Oh, yeah, I do understand the error. What do I do about it? Well, I think there's some sort of acid you can get that will burn it off. Or you could modify it, maybe, and take yeah. the chance. So I said, uh, start having a little mess around, modify it with some black markers and stuff like that and see what difference it makes. And I said, then, if you're happy with the modifications and it's working, I'll be done permanently. Or you can always do the acid thing, but make sure you film it and send it if you're going to get your arm burnt by acid, because that'll be an amusing one for us two to look at. <laughs> so at no point did you suggest the, the safe option of going and having it lasered? Yeah, but I'm sure he's a tattoo enthusiast, so he probably knows about that. I was trying to make jokes and stuff. Oh, okay. we can't, You're trying to be clever. We can't be too serious. We can't be too serious. All these witches that try to be too serious all the time. You know, I, don't, I think I don't, need to have a little bit of comedy. I don't think we can ever be accused of being that. So, you know, no. I don't think people come to see us for our, you know, sombre talks. No. No, that's probably true. Okay, so go into tribal tattoos then, because tribal tattoos are something that evolved from some sort of tribe, clan, whatever. They might all have them, or they, or they, well, they might all have the same one, or they might have kind of variations which might denote different parts of that community, like tribal elders, this, that, and the other. Is that different? In your opinion, can you respect that more? Do you think that that is kind of a magical, there's a magical process there, or do you think that that's a, a mistake as well? I think you've got to be careful. I think at the end of the day, you've got to, from a most basic level, it's like anything else. So if you've done it with a, an idea in mind, a process in mind, 
then that to a certain extent is going to negate it you know like you going and having mum tattooed on your on your arm um isn't going to all of a sudden without some serious tweaking going to suddenly stand for mummification you know like i'm not going to accidentally <laughs> you know oh, that's a really good one i'm going to have to well i've told you before i love i love converting oh, people's tattoos um but the you know it would take a serious push to get there um because obviously in the moment that you had it done it would have been sentimental the sentimentality would have gone into the process while you sat there being inked up so you know you've got a certain level of protection that comes with those sorts of tattoos i think the ones that you worry about are the ones that you got un- you know you were in, in ill-informed about so you know you've gone and looked in a catalog full of random symbols and you've got no idea of what they're for um, and then you go and slap them on your body I think those are the ones that are the more dangerous ones or the ones that you've gone and had done in Magaluf that happen to be, you know, a Chinese, a Chinese takeaway number written down your back while you're drunk. Like (laughs) those ones. That's if you got off lucky. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, so those those ones obviously are, are trickier than the kind of sentimental ones where someone will have put a lot of thought normally into a tattoo unless you you know are one of these people that just likes having them done um in which case they're probably thinking about the overall look again i think that's where the dangers happen where they go oh that swastika would fit in lovely there there's just a nice space for it obviously i'm being dramatic but you know the um to suddenly then not know you know not necessarily the nazi connotations but the opportunities you've got from other influences, you know, the swastika is a perfect example of one that has many different uses in many different parts of the world. Um, so isn't just going to be automatically anti-Semiticism or whatever. Um, but yeah, like it's those sorts of ones where they kind of go, oh, that looks good. Or, you know, stick in a great big pentagram somewhere and then kind of not thinking about the consequences um you know like our favorite boys um sam and dean and their weird ass soul protection tattoo on their chest was it is that what they had done yeah that's it from supernatural series yeah it was something like that yeah it's earlier on in there yeah i'm trying to think what yeah. it was it was for something like that wasn't it was it for his protection yeah yeah so okay yeah, that makes sense. So so here's the thing, right? So a lot of people listening will be a chuckle in a way thinking, what sort of idiot tattoos something they don't understand on? Well, yeah, it does happen a lot. And then other people, of course, you might be thinking, well, you know, tribal tattoo. I can understand that. It's got some history, got some heritage, got some use specifically designed. Yeah. OK, fair enough. Now, here's the one that will polarise people, and that is getting a magical symbols that you do understand tattooed on, but don't have a huge amount of control over. It's a bit like that elder wand from Harry Potter is loyal to the most powerful practitioner. Yeah, exactly. Because you might, you might use that little symbol 
that little unicursal hexagram, yeah, because you saw it in an Aleister Crowley book or some book on ceremonial bollocks, uh, magic, sorry. Um, and you might think, that's cool, that's badass, that's got some history, I use that. But then what happens when someone takes advantage of that? What happens when you like these little kiddies that are, you know, they hang around in the... Uh, the bike shelters that has the car park with their little flick knives and then someone comes along they think they're big boys and girls they pull out their little flick knife and someone punches them around the face grabs the knife and stabs them with it because someone else is a bigger badass with knives than what they are exactly and i can't help but thinking if you were put things like that on you <laughs> then what's gonna happen so, have you got a little story? I remember you were saying something about someone that had something tattooed on them. And you said that one, that wasn't a very good idea. What was it that they had tattooed? Oh, uh, I forget what it was called. It was something like that. It's not the, um, is it, is it, it's not a Thelema, is it? What is it called? The, um, that weird hexy point star thing with the weird, um, why can't my brain do what it needs to do? Well, there's the universal hexagram, which we That's actually sell on the website. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, ceremonial magic bollocks. Um, yeah. So, but this was which a... I hate. I absolutely despise that that symbol because it is not. It's not a good symbol, and it doesn't. It. It's just in in so many ways that I'm sure we could probably go into. It is just a poorly constructed symbol that I'm not even t entirely sure whether it's an Alistair Crowley one. I think he might have used I think that is a Crowley one. I think that's what... It's that sort of one where um, he makes something up and thinks, oh, here's a symbol that's been used a lot. Here's some magical, you know, stuff to do, uh, you know, magic behind it. Here's the symbology of it. But I think I know better, so I'm going to mess about with it. I think... I'm going to mess about with it. And make some sort of back alley abortion Frankenstein's monster type yeah. situation. So with this particular fr friend of mine, it was more a case of I was fully aware that he'd recently joined the um, um, the what you call it, the Freemasons. Masons at that point. Uh, yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm totally aware of the fact that you're not necessarily going to be wearing cloaks all the time. It's not that kind of arrangement. <laughs> I said, so yeah. there are going to be people that have seen your skin, um, not just in the initiation part. I said, so kind of like, you know, people are going to know what's on the middle of your chest. But in mind, he got this tattooed directly over his solar plexus. And I was kind of like, you know far too much to have gone and done something as stupid as that. And he was like, yeah, but, you know, I've I got a plan. And I was like, mm, have you? I said, you are aware that I could turn well, you inside thinks... out with that, right? Well, he thinks that he's got the power over himself because it's his body and the symbol he understands and it's a symbol that he uses. But it's not quite how it works, though, is it? That's no, I think the part I hadn't mentioned before to you is the fact that I remember him designing the tattoo that covers his entire back, which is Anubis, right. which oh, works... Okay directly opposite to the central point yeah. of where Anubis's hands would cross the other right. side of his chest so <laughs> you think you've got you've got this you've got this hexagram on the one side of his chest 
and then where that would be positioned on his back is pretty much where the arms of Anubis cross. And I was just like, mm. I, I get it. Obviously, I know far more about your body than the average average person would. But at the same time, still, um, you didn't think about this when you were actually yeah, when, when, putting this when together. Did get, when did he start getting black lung? Was it a couple of months after? <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't laugh, really. God rest his soul. But... <laughs> so far, he's okay. But... Anubis, Anubis has got him now. But you're just kind of like, you know, you're very lucky um, that there aren't enough people about that would know what to do with that. But at the same time, even in the Freemasons, to be honest, let's face it, but you've only got to meet one. There's only got to be one random. Yeah, only takes one. Only takes yeah, one. Only takes one. Like an STI, one of the bad yeah, ones. It only exactly. takes that one time. That one time, kids. That Always one. use protection, magical protection, and bedroom protection. <laughs> so you know, like it was. It's one of those where I, because I have a lot of friends that like to ink up and spend a phenomenal amount of time planning them. They're not the sorts of people that will just slap anything on their skin. But when when someone that you know has planned work and then put something, he doesn't see the obvious, you then kind of, I mm. said, you know, obviously pointed out, if anything goes wrong, just let me know and I, I might have to step in. But it was just kind of like, yeah. Um, so obviously I've, I don't have any ink. My body is virginly clean. Um, it's about the only thing that's left virgin on me, to be honest, but you know, um, I have several tattoos planned. I've never got round to actually having them done. So what uh, do you think would happen if you had a tattoo of an ank put on you? <laughs> I'd probably spontaneously humanly combust. Do you think that, or do you think maybe, like, I don't know, you might get, like, some sort of skin cancer developed there, or maybe <laughs> something comes along and rips off that lit, that that part of your body? <laughs> Let's not test out the theory, okay? Well, it could be an interesting one. You want... If we were going to experiment, what part of your body would you have that put on? Um, I don't know. I need most of those, most pieces of my body, thank you very much. Not even one of your toes, like one of the ones that no. are important. One of the one of the ones that are like in between the others that you don't really use all that much. No. No? No. Oh. That's a shame. I wanted to know what would happen. No, let's not. It'd be exciting. Let's not. I can't say I've I've ever I've I've ne I've never had I, I don't have a tattoo. There was a point when I thought because I know quite a few people that have got tattoos and they seem to get addicted and always want more and more and more. Um, I considered it at one point, but there was nothing that I could think because I don't really see it as permanent either because I know they fade, but also you can get them removed. So I wouldn't necessarily see it as permanent. I see it as semi-permanent. And I can't think what I would want put on my body. That's the thing. I, I, I'm not necessarily against it. I just don't know what I would want put on. Oh, right. see, I had planned ones and the, the biggest part of it for me was it couldn't be anybody else's design. So mine are designed to the to the nth degree um, and are perfect, if that makes sense. 
um, and no one else. Well, you've drawn them. Presumably. Yeah, so no yeah. one else would have exactly that tattoo. But um, yeah, I had a few things planned, but then things have just come up. One, they're very expensive, um, and to plan the size of works that I'd got planned, I was like, I might not even like having tattoos done, let alone be able to sit yeah. to have it finished. And if I started it, you know me, I'm not one to just decide um, to not go with it through to the end. So I'd just be, yeah. So, but no, I just, I'm not saying they're uh, they're not great. I love tattoos, particularly like people covered in tattoos. Got no issue with that. Um, particularly when people have gone to the effort of, um, you know, planning their entire sleeve and how it all connects together and, you know, that mm. part of kind of body art fascinates me. Um, I just don't think some people consider the option that they are opening themselves up to um, because it's like anything. Um, also, I think the bit that they forget is there are lots of ways to tattoo the body without actually getting a tattooist involved. So, you know, there are ways to... Um, leave wards and things like that all over your skin that no one can see and therefore unlikely to be corrupted by passers-by. Um, what are you thinking, like some sort of oil roller, like what we said on the hashtag thuffwitchcraft.com <laughs> website? It says you can't use it on your skin, though, my friend, <laughs> in the description so that we don't get sued. But, I mean, it is essential oil-based, those rollers, so technically you probably could. <laughs> Not what I had in mind. I had more kind of. Okay. You have other bodies available to you that you could tattoo. Ah, uh, I see. Right. So when lots of people ask that question about cloaks, you know, do you have a special mm. cloak? I said I've got lots of them, but you wouldn't be able to see any of them. So we've only got about ten minutes or so left of the regular edition of the podcast. So. In the extended edition, I do want to go into sort of sacred geometry, but also the question that a certain someone asked our friend Lauren, because this is official Lauren month. Oh, yeah. So because we meant to mention that at the beginning. <laughs> we, we've neglected Lauren a little bit. So for the next four episodes of the podcast, for the whole of the month, every episode is devoted to Lauren and one of the things that she's asked We've already planned them and we've already named them. And yes, Lovecraft Country will be one of them. Don't worry about that, Lauren. <laughs> but you'll have to wait and see what we come up with. We've only named them, but as usual, we'll do them kind of off the cuff. We won't really plan what we're going to say. Um, but I would like to, to go into now a little bit about sacred geometry and then, obviously, how you would go about using someone's tattoos against okay. them. So, they do say that a picture says a thousand words, and a symbol shows a thousand pictures. So, what is this symbolic stuff? What is symbology? Right, you draw in a pentagram, or a pentacle, or some other kind of star, or a, I don't know, triple goddess shit where you've got three moons to symbolise <laughs> the maiden mother crone on your cauldron or whatever. What's all this about? Why do you use it? What's the point of symbols? you got five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that that was always the setup. Um, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. The whole point of symbols is for them to eventually be, in most terms, universal. So it's the idea that, um, like anything with names and um, and like the the word witch now or um, the word pagan, they uh, they have the opportunity to say a lot more than one word, uh, which is why they use the phrase "picture says a thousand words," etc. Um, so the idea is that you can boil down uh, and synthesize down into a symbol, a whole mythology essentially, or a whole system can be, um, you know, boiled down into a symbol. Um, and obviously that's the sort of thing that you do with sigil work. Um, mm. So, you know, where you're trying to put a, th a process, a map, all of those things into a few lines or as few lines as possible is normally the trick, um, depending on what your methodology is. Um, but the whole point of those those symbols is that they could be recognised by, you know, someone's kin. Um, and obviously I use the word kin better than family or anything like that, that whole, you know, other parts of your group, whatever group that may be, would recognise. Um, it's how one practitioner would necessarily recognise another. So the the whole idea would be that you could, you know, leave markings on your body that, so going back to tribal, certain marks on your body, you could not only tell what tribe or what, uh, what army you were a farm, but also what your rank within that army might be, or that tribe may be. Those positions of different, and that could have been done with colour, with lines, uh, with different shapes. Um, and the whole point of that is recogni recognition, really. So to actually be able to recognise one another at a distance, ideally, um, because things happen like military so... military uniform. Yeah, you things happen at so speed. If it's, if it's a British military uniform or a French or an American, but then also within that, you know within that uniform you've got the chevrons you've got all of the different rankings and all that sort of thing which is like a language that... and like anything in the 20th century 20 20th and 21st century it's all been a watered down because we all live too wonderful a life uh, over here in the west so all that kind of earning of symbology or earning of particular skills and gifts um, has kind of gone to the, the wayside a little bit. So they've become slightly more decorative. And I think as things have become more decorative um, and less, you, you know, uh, utilitarian, is that actually that's where we've lost that connection of what those things mean. And I think that's down to kind of our usage has changed. We don't require them, like we say with witchcraft. Witchcraft, once upon a time, was for survival that's that you know it's another one of these parts of the uh, the mythology and the the history and the tradition that has been lost because we no longer require them for um for survival um and that's where things are, are feel more trivial um and that's why people don't look at them as they probably should yeah and it's all due to sports day sports that's what's to blame well when I was a kid back in the 90s, we had sports days, right? 
Yeah. And at sports day, I was really, really good at running and I was really good at like the athletic stuff, right? And we always used to get a gold certificate if you came first, a blue certificate if you came second. Why it was blue, I don't know, probably because they couldn't afford like silver ink. And then you had like a, a burgundy one, which I think was supposed to be bronze. They won, it was fucking burgundy. If you came first, <laughs> I said on it. And I remember the time when, because I was really shit at everything at school, apart from sports day, I really excelled at that. Um, that manipulating the other kids, but you don't get awards for that. No, I never got my just awards for that. Just in life. Yeah, just in life. Um, so anyway, so I remember the time when they stopped with giving you first, second, third, and they just gave everyone the same certificate and it said well done for taking part and i thought what's all this bollocks they aren't <laughs> rewarding the winners and the, they're just saying the winners is just as good as the losers and all this crap about oh it's not about the destination it's about the journey well if that's <laughs> the case i think i'll just loll about on the start lines sunbathing maybe i don't think i'm gonna bother going to the end because what's the point Oh, is that where they keep getting it's all about intention coming from, too? Have you just boiled down know. the original place where that's come from? Sports yeah, Day. It came from sport, Sports Day at Parkour <laughs> Primary School. Yeah. <laughs> this idea that we've got yeah. to celebrate everyone regardless. Yeah, everyone's just as good as everyone so else. People are no longer goal-focused. Fo Therefore, yeah. they don't get there as they should. Yeah. That's it, that's okay. it. Because they say that in witchcraft. I get accused of that in witchcraft. They say about being elitist and stuff like that. And I say, well, some people are better than others at magic and stuff. And that's just how it is. But anyway, we're out of time this week. So goodbye, everyone. <laughs> of course, the patrons, they've got to put up with us for, what, another half an hour? Something like that. They love it. Um, okay. So what controversial things are you like... going to want to say? Well, we should probably, like, talk about the stuff which they want to know about that the books don't tell them. Because uh, I've been told now on several occasions that we tell the people the truth. We tell them what the books don't tell them. So, the secret language of symbols. <laughs> have we got some like golden nuggets because you know when you read a really big book particularly if it's one of the old ones that have been published a couple of years ago uh they've always got like a little golden nugget that was kind of worth reading the whole thing you spend a ridiculous amount of time reading the whole thing you know and you pick like one or two maybe three things up that was actually any use so what's the pure golden nuggets uh, when it comes to symbols and the use of symbols anything you know me, I like I like keep it simple, stupid. So you know, me, I like uh, sim simple shapes as simple as possible, breaking them down. Is it bad that I'm just seeing you know one of those little boxes with the with the triangle, the circle, <laughs> the square, and then they come with the you little three. You've got to push them through. You've got to put. You've got to push them through the right hole. And do you know what? You always used to upset people. I always used to get every single one of them and put them through the square hole because the square <laughs> hole would fit all of them. And he used to really piss off my nursery school teacher. <laughs> Just like, put it through, put it in the box. Well done, Liam, put it in the box. And I'd look at her and I'd go, 
<laughs> there we go. I put them all through the square box. <laughs> she couldn't tell me off. She couldn't tell me off. Well, she told That's you to get them in the box, didn't she? Yeah, so exactly. you did. You did as I you mean, were told for once in your life. I did as I was told, but I knew that I did it because it's the way she didn't want me to do it. I don't know. Maybe we should talk to Paul. Maybe he should give me like a psychi psychiatric analysis or something. Oh or yes, let's do I? that. Or am I some sort of a crazed or anti-authoritative person? <laughs> <laughs> or am I just annoyed? And I don't. I, I don't think you necessarily need Paul's degrees for that. I think it's quite no. clear that you're a complete psychopath. Uh, but we need the big words. Okay, you I'm you what? I'm you a want. sociopath. There is a difference. Though. There is a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. Anyway, to the point. You're going off topic. You're making well, it you're about you. Explain like some of the golden nuggets about uh, you know symbols and shit. Well, sacred. Tell us the secrets. The symbols. The secret language of the symbols. Sacred geometry. You, said you like keeping. You like keeping it simple. I like keeping so it. That, I like keeping it simple. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, th like it's anybody listening to you is going to believe that I, I have a f thing for circles, hardly. <laughs> I like Smith. No, I like Smith. You're a monster. Um, so, no, triangles are more my thing. I like I like the pointiness for starters. Uh, but I find... In three places. Yeah. <laughs> it's the strongest shape, they say. They do. Triangles. they do because yeah. of where it how it manages to hold hold weight distribution of weight and stress so yeah but, but it's but do your triangles have an eye in the middle though do no eye an eye? well not no. my eye anyway not your eye someone else's <laughs> eye yeah eye Sauron or something yeah maybe <laughs> one to rule them all um, very Illuminati, that is. Very Illuminati. So, so no, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the all-seeing eye. Anyway, the um, I I particularly like triangles, but I like the balancedness of that. I like I like the balanced of that. Whereas you know, when you expand beyond that, I start to lose interest. Uh, such as like Metatron's cube, that sort of thing. And just kind of like you're now overcomplicating matters for no point. Um, but then they they were pretty scared I people. Love cube. <laughs> for that very reason, that it's overcomplicated. I'm like, why bother? Um, <laughs> because if you're going to go to the rigmarole putting the symbol down, it's going to be one that you really wouldn't want to. You know, it's going to take too long to draw. You know? Space. But I'm thinking of like drawing them out or having them put on things. Oh, I suppose your your mind is too so complex that you lose yourself when you look at it. I suppose. I don't get that with a circle. Well, no, you wouldn't. But that's because you need the complicated in order for you to be <laughs> focused enough to try and solve something. Whereas I suppose. Whereas I don't need that because my imagination does the rest. Uh, right. So the secret language of symbols is you've got to keep it simple. Well, and, like um, I said, that's my that's my approach. Does it for you. That's my approach. My approach is that I keep shit simple. 
because the more complicated it is um, for you to work it, the more power that requires in terms of concentration for you to hold. Whereas to you, you need all that going on because, you know, dyslexia and stuff or dyspraxia or whatever one you fit into. Um, I've got one of them. I don't know. They all seem a little bit similar, don't they? So I for can't you, spell any of them, so I don't know which one I've got. <laughs> for you, it's ordering chaos. So actually being able to, uh, it being complicated enough for you to pinpoint what's going on. Whereas uh, where you've got so much there that there's a focal point. I don't, whereas I don't need, I, I don't want that. I want to, it's the same way that I will put music on while I'm reading a book um it stops my mind from going elsewhere um block out the the other part the busyness going out over here so i can focus here um but no what did you want me to say liam well you can say what you like i'm just i'm just asking questions because that's like the point of the podcast and that i think <laughs> from my perspective I I think of it like it, it touches on something that you've often said about in terms of language in general. People developed words in order to keep things a secret from other people. Mm-hmm. And I think because I've got from a young age in this life, I had a lot of work with secret societies and stuff. My mind thinks of symbols because it's hidden. So in order to explain concepts and display concepts, it's all about being hidden in plain sight which i like that and i do often teach in the form of symbols because i give someone a a complicated symbol like metatron's cube and i watch their faces it's like me when i look at a maths equation i think what the fuck is that (laughs) what the fuck is that i mean is is that even is that even words what the fuck words and letters and then all these other weird symbols and shit i mean come on that's not maths um so people look at me and they think, what the hell is that weird, squiggly, massive, complex thing? And then we break it down and then there's that kind of click that happens, that kind of uh, something clicks in their brain and they look at it and they think, I know exactly what that means. I know for all the, in, in you know, all the secret parts. And then you do a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge and have a little laugh when you meet someone else. They don't understand it. And you two do understand it. Oh, okay. And then you can have a conversation based on the symbol and it excludes the other person. And it's a oh, funny. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I use it generally for secretive work. Or it, really, if I use it for myself, it's going to be abbreviations. Because I just see symbols as abbreviations. That's all I really see it as. You're abbreviating something that's quite complicated. into some super simple thing. Like atomic structure can be quite difficult to explain, but you can draw it as a picture, yeah. pictographic kind of thing, and it explains it all. If you understand it, you just have to understand it in order to read it, mm. which is another thing I like, because like with the books, when it comes to keeping secrets, you can uh, hide all the information in the poems and in subtext and all that, but at the same time, symbol is one of those things where no, it's obvious you don't know what it is. If you yeah. write a book or a poem, you're reading it and you're thinking, oh, this is quite interesting, blah, de, blah, de, blah. You might have to get your little decoder ring out and decode it, or if you already understand. The thing with symbols is it makes it quite clear that you are out of the group. And that's what I quite find interesting. It's the fact that it's not trying to pretend 
like you're welcome. It's literally yeah. a case of, this is a secret and you're not privy to it. And you know I like to be upfront in general. So with symbols, I, I quite like them for that purpose. And they can be useful for that purpose. And they make me chuckle, Chris. Symbols, they make me chuckle. They make me lol, laugh out loud. Okay. See, no, I, I get that. I get that. And I, I suppose for me, a lot of it is because the language is already... I suppose uh, to, to try not to go too super witch straight away. But because I've been here a long time and many times before, and I remember too much of it, means that I don't get the same level of mystery, I guess. So that's why I guess I try to simplify things as much as possible um, mm. because I, I see all the languages that are behind it. So yeah. I struggle, I suppose I struggle sometimes with the, uh, whereas I'll instantly go, oh, that's from there. I, I remember doing that. Yeah, um, but it's not for your benefit, though, really. I mean, I know that some people, are, to be fair, I suppose that's not true, because a lot of beginners and that use symbols for their own benefit. I normally talk, I'm talking about in terms of a language. So for me, whenever I use a symbol with a client or something, it's always a, like a puzzle, you know, those little wooden puzzles. You, you show them it, and then you take it apart, and you give it to them, and then you smirk and say, hey, you've got to learn to put it back together again. And then when they put it back together again, you get them, give them a pat on the back. I kind of see it as that. They're, they're like little puzzles. I can, that get, I can get behind once that. Once you understand them, it's a language that you both share, that you both understand. I don't think that they're great for keeping secrets because, of course, no. you always just download the information. But in terms of uh, from initiations and stuff, I really do like that kind of... I would much rather... If you had to make some sort of uh, organisation, coven, secret society, something like that, they give out these certificates and shit. What I'd rather do is I'd rather there be a symbol for each one. And when you are initiated, really all the initiation is, is that you actually understand what that symbol is. So you've passed that grade. You know why it is. That I like that idea. That's quite a cool idea. Crazy. No, I like yeah. that. That's a cool idea. I like that. But yeah, in my work, that's what I tend to think of it as little puzzles and things that, you know. And I think you really, to work with the symbols, you need to have some sort of a connection with it. So symbols and things I use, obviously, they have that connection because they make me laugh and they make me chuckle and they remind me of things. So that is kind of like residual magic in that. But the good thing about symbols is that you have that with someone else, a, a different person, because they also have that connection and understand what it means. It's like the old, um, oh, I forget what his name is. Um, during World War Two, there was this kind of man that was hiding on top of a brick wall. I can't remember what his name is, but you could probably Google it. It was graffiti that I think the Allied troops when they were behind enemy knives, they would leave it and they would, you know, paint it on oh, walls okay. and stuff. And uh, it was just like a little head that was poking up from behind a brick wall. And what it meant was someone else on your side was here at some point. Don't know who they were, don't yeah. know what, but you know that they were here and they got out. It's kind of like a, a language yeah. thing. It's kind of like, I suppose, why a lot of these teenagers get spray paint and tag things and that. Uh, like I know I was here. Um, 
Yeah, yeah no, I can get behind that. Can... <laughs> no, uh, it's making it's making me think. I'm I'm trying to think why is I don't use your method. I suppose the main part has been down to well, not so much in this lifetime because there isn't enough of them about. But when here before, most of the teaching that was done for with me would have been on the astral. So at that point, yeah, when you're demonstrating a point, you just demonstrate the point, like yeah. It, you, you're able to manipulate in a way that just kind of goes, okay, well, what I mean is this. And, you know, all of a sudden you've got a mini universe in your hands and you kind of go, if you pull you this bit out taste. of there, <laughs> yeah. See, like you just pull you that bit out taste. and pull that bit out and pull that a bit and then you can see that, can, you know, see how it fell apart, done. Now put it back together. But then that's the that's the 20, 20th and, well, that's the later centuries, isn't it? It's, it's all about the theory and the putting it down in paper like a scientist, mm. but at the same time keeping it a secret, which is why a lot of the symbols on that use. But I mean, yeah, so we got like 15 minutes left. So the last thing I think we've kind of got to cover is using people's tattoos against them. Okay. So obviously the stereotypical thing would be if someone's got a tattoo of a tiger on their chest, or something and you wanted to make a poppet of them and you didn't have any biologicals then on that poppet you might draw the picture of that tiger on the chest so it's a link a symbolic link yes but going beyond that if you're thinking magical objects like we've talked about before can't remember when but i know we talked about it before oh it was last week's episode i think um you've got things magical objects that retain a certain charge that have a magic of their own Symbols, of course, have a charge and a magic of their own. So is it a case of using that magic against them? Or is it more complicated than that? Like anything, it can be as complicated or as simple as you like. But the yeah, you can go from one end of that spectrum where, like you say, it's a recognition part. And what you're using is that recognition uh, because you are lacking in, able, in ability to get a deeper connection. So if you need a more superficial connection, um, say you've got a group of friends, for example, to go to the next stage, a group of friends that are not a group of your friends necessarily, but a group of people um, that all share the same tattoo. You know, that's one of those things, those kind of tribal things that happen. Like where, a biker tattoo. Yeah, Sons like Sons of Anarchy or something. Sons of Anarchy or something where they've they've all got that particular tattoo on. That people forget the power of those sorts of symbols go can potentially go by both ways. If you have the uh you know, the power source and the inclination to do so. So, you know, you could corrupt the symbol itself um and then watch that filter out beyond. But um when you've got a linkage like that where you're getting you want your tar targets to essentially stay anonymous but at the same yeah. time you know there is a symbol that connects them all that is one way to do it so you able to influence a group of people regardless of of their how well not having to need to get individual mm -hmm. Um, particularly with those, which is what I was saying before, when it comes to those kind of tribal um, tattoos, and I don't mean the ones that are just tribal looking, I mean the ones that people have had as a collective group have decided to have it. So, you know, 
so sailors and the swallows that sort of thing um yeah on the chest like you know what different there are where there is a full mythology attached to that that mythology um to that it's that symbology sorry um the same with kind of mermaids and certain types of fishermen like there are ways uh, a nautical folk there are lots of these traditions of having these certain kinds of tattoos at certain times um, throughout their career in inverted commas um so those link people in a very different kind of way so if you're wanting to tap into that energy doesn't mean necessarily just to corrupt something because you want to do harm to them it can also go the opposite way too so if you're putting a symbol on your own body that is wanting to tap into that usage that has been built up over you know 50 100 1000 years is that's what you're often attempting to tap into so you can either draw in that energy from that that line that um you know lineage for lack of a better word um there are lots of ways to tap into that that's the whole point of why lots of these people have them is it's the you know it's a branding it's a i've had this done because i've i've met such and such a target and therefore i've earned this badge of honor as a lot of the kind of more kind of tribal and more gang orientated ones are uh, the more kind of soldier orientated ones so many kills and you can have this tattoo or uh, once you've passed a certain level of training you can have this tattoo like that part of if you understand the language you are then able to manipulate the symbology in order for you to have that work so that's kind of one way to tap into that energy without actually necessarily trying to target a person equally you can use it as a as a a low jack shall we say of being able to throw down a map of where certain people are um is another way at a kind of a tracking signal i've used them as before now um do tell me if i'm going in too convoluted ways um should we simplify this a little bit because i on. think they if if people are struggling to keep up um if we give an example so we talked about bikers so imagine you've got a biker gang sons of anarchy um they've all got leather jackets with the sons of anarchy symbol on they might have the tattoos as well of the sons of anarchy symbol on that is a logo essentially it represents they're their fraternity and their gang if you didn't like them and they were bothering you and you wanted to do a reach out and a crush them what you might do is you might use that as a sigil so you might if you think of the sigil as every single thing that this logo is on whether it's a jacket whether it's a person tattoo on a person all of that if you think of that as a doorway and you swing that doorway open and send energy directing it through that then that energy is going to emanate out of that image so if you were the sons of anarchy you could use that to your advantage from drawing energy into yep. it but if you were a rival gang for example you could set up you know a little altar space or a little magical working or something get the sons of anarchy logo that they've all got tattooed on them and can constantly hex it and curse it because that energy is going to go through that symbol and come out in every other symbol that's the same as that so that's kind of a simple thing at the same time 
if you're thinking of something else uh, in the Navy, because we kind of talked about semen and all that, uh, in the Navy you might have an anchor tattoo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after you pass your basic naval training, you might be taken down and given a naval tattoo or an option to get a couple of different types of naval tattoos. Let's go for an anchor because it's quite popular. So not only have a lot of people that have been fishermen might have anchors, but also people in the Navy might have anchors to the point where they've not just had them tattooed, but they sometimes have them on maritime grave um, uh, gravestones as well. So there's quite a lot of those that are on a spell, obviously, because it's port town. Um, and you're allowed to have that if you served in the Navy or what have you. If you wanted Mastery of the Sea, then anchoring to that symbol of the anchor and drawing upon the knowledge base, the spirits pulling in anything related to that, almost like a vacuum cleaner, that's another thing. So if you're trying to connect to an energy current, the, the sea, pulling on that might help. A third thing that you could think about in terms of magical tattoos is uh, this is the dangerous one, right? Some people that struggle within certain areas of magic or have specific vulnerabilities think, I will create a tattoo. If I've got a dodgy uh, heart chakra, have problems with my heart or whatever, I'm going to get my heart chakra tattoo or some kind of symbol put on that on my heart centre. To compensate, to kind of like a crutch. However, you've literally just marked on your skin for all to see. This is my weak spot right here. Yeah. So are you just thinking of it in terms of not necessarily directing the energy at, at it, but an identification of, oh, I can see that symbol. I can see where it is on your body. And I know that you've put that there for some sort of protection because you're vulnerable there. Thanks for telling me you're vulnerable there. I know my now my point of attack, you know. There's lots of different ways to use tattoos against someone. Um, but ultimately it's the creativity I think of the practitioner, isn't it? Yeah. And I think I think that's why I particularly like it. Um, because I like symbols, I like decoding them. Um, and then I also like creating new ways of interpreting them. So like I said with the earlier with the mum and mummification, um, you know, is that part of, oh, how much would it take for me to actually push that into a stranglehold? Like, you know, so like it's it's got those kind of or preservation of a, of a particular, do you get what I mean? Like that kind of word bubble part of what do you start with mum and then you get to mummification which then could go to preservation, strangulation, suffocation, you know, waking dead. Like there are lots of different ways you could go off in that tangent. Um, but the point was all I've parasites. got there. Parasites. Parasites. <laughs> Growing parasites in them. Yeah. If you've got a mum tattoo then you're an incubator. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's just it's one of those things where if you've come across enough of them and where people tend to put them, um, you then start to see one, um, that person's psychology starts to be opening up. 
they don't people don't think about it in that way if you go to a very base level of looking at what somebody has chosen to put on their body what they where they have put it where are they showing it what are you capable of seeing what aren't you able of seeing you know somebody when they've decided to have a tattoo will have selected a particular body part that that needed to go on for various reasons if you were essentially looking at a map of that person's subconscious to a certain extent if that has so many doors for you to open i can imagine paul has a field day uh, with any tattooed man he comes across <laughs> but you know man or yeah. woman shall i say um because you know there really are trigger points there for you to know oh, okay he's close with his mummy or you know um oh he's a bit of a slag i can see that he used to have sarah's name on his on his throat (laughs) but there's now covered up with with what was that darlene uh you know like you just kind of like okay so there are lots of ways for you to kind of interpret the iconography that people have chosen to put on their body um and they're all telltale signs for you to kind of reach in um when you're capable of actually seeing them on a more energetic level and what the sorts of things radiate out of those tattoos because that's the next part where it comes down to the taste uh for me which is is where you kind of like okay what energy is is radiating out of that particular tattoo what it, what is hidden deep underneath that um that like i said you've tattooed and on and put a big <laughs> a big party sign on it saying come and come and come and enjoy this um every time that you've put that kind of point there um you know lots of people like to put their children's names on them or all of those things that kind of get you know just scream risk to me risk risk Mm. risk (laughs) um but um yeah you just kind of like it's better when someone tries to say it with images because there are lots more uh, rabbit warrens for you to go down in order to actually try and find the the real answer um you know because obviously that also tells you a lot about you and what you see when you look at somebody else's arrangement um but yeah it's just i i like the work i think there's a lot of opportunity there um that people just don't think of um and if you are planning to have magical tattoos, just it's one of those things for you to really give it some thought. It's a tool at the end of the day. You know, if you're using something for magical purposes, whether it's a tattoo or a bloody wand or something, it's a tool. And are you using it? If you're not using it and you haven't got a firm grip on it, then someone or something else could use it against you. So no different than a waving a stick about. You know, so there we go. But um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers the basics. I know that when you talk about the emanations, what's coming out of it, or even what is absorbing into it, that factors in a lot when we do diagnosing yeah. problems with tattoos. So when someone says, I've got this tattoo and I've got X problems, this, that and the other, we don't have really, I mean, there is the internet, which can help sometimes, uh, but it's a bit hit and miss. Generally, we'd rely on psychic work. Because we haven't seen every single symbol that there is. No. So when someone comes with some weird rune, we don't really understand where it came from. 
We're not going to sit there trying to go through runic alphabets and work out what it is. We're going to pay attention to it, open it up like you would on runes. We should do an episode on runes at some point. Yeah. Um, and then you see what's coming out of it, what energy is there, what current is it tapping into. Because a lot of the time the person with it on them isn't going to necessarily know or be able to tell. No. So that's our job. But we're out of time then. So goodbye, everyone. Ta-ta for now.